0: welcome to the modern manifestation podcast I'm your host Bree Brown a business mindset coach entrepreneur and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry I'm a native Texan the youngest of all brothers and a lettuce hating wine-loving curses like a sailor recovering perfectionist I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week. And if you are tuning in on the release date of this podcast, happy Monday. I'm so excited to bring you guys this topic today. We are jumping into another manifestation block. And before I get into what this hidden block is that tends to catch a lot of people by surprise, I want to review quickly what manifestation is. It is about who you are and the energy that you have attracting to you what you want. It is also your identity. To have the life you want, you have to get on the same frequency of your dreams before they will materialize. And a lot of people will begin to think the thoughts and work to become a more positive person, but this one thing is weighing them down and keeping them from manifesting. And that is allowing negative energy stemming from things you're avoiding to come into your life. So how is this keeping you from manifesting? When you hold on to the dread of what it is that you should be doing or things that you know you need to get done, but you just like really don't want to do them, you are then holding on to that negative energy and you're allowing that resistance to accumulate. And this negative resistance will keep you from becoming the highest version of yourself that can manifest whatever you want. And if you consistently allow yourself to focus on even a handful of these things that you're doing, or that you're not doing rather, how can you be on a positive frequency that is attracting your ideal life, right? If you're always having these nagging thoughts about what you should be doing or what you've been putting off, how can you then stay in that positive mindset that we're all trying to get to? So my message for you today is this, do one thing every day that scares you let me say that again. Do one thing every day that scares you. And for the record, I do not mean scare like spooky. I mean, I know Halloween's coming up and we're all getting real into the mood, but I'm talking about things that cause you anxiety, right? Anxiety is one of the biggest manifestation downfalls. And you know what really feeds anxiety? Procrastination and shitting all over yourself. I wish I could coin that term myself, but it's actually something my therapist always says to me. Remove the word should from your vocabulary so that you are not shoulding all over yourself. Either make a conscious decision to do something or to not do something, as long as you remove the guilt of the should. And by the way, thinking about what you should be doing is making a decision. It is making a decision to prolong your suffering by continuously thinking about it for God knows how long, right? However long it's going to take you to do that thing that you quote unquote should be doing. And as I mentioned earlier, a huge part of manifestation is your identity. And if you haven't caught that podcast on what manifestation is, go check it out. It's episode number three and then tune back in. In order to become a master manifester, you need to embody the identity of someone who knows what they want. Takes care of their responsibilities and says no to the things that they know will not bring them joy. So, knowing this, let's talk about putting a plan together to help eliminate some of life's stressors for you so that you can become a manifestation machine. So, stop whatever it is that you're multitasking while listening in. No judgment. I tune into podcasts while driving and getting ready and doing celery juice and all those things too. But whatever it is that you're doing, stop and grab a pen and paper. I want you to think about all the things that cause stress for you throughout the day, week, month, or even year. What are these things? Are they recurring? Are they annuals? Is it a one-time thing? I want you to spend a lot of time on this list so that it is as exhaustive as it can possibly be. List every single thing that causes you anxiety, stress, dread, or causes you to procrastinate, whatever. And when I first did this exercise, my list was freaking huge, y'all. So let me give you some examples from my list. It included a breakup with a toxic friend, paying bills, grocery shopping, setting boundaries with a parent, tidying up a messy drawer, fixing a squeaky door, touching up paint on a chip doorway. I mean, it had all kinds of things, right? This list does not have to consist of only life-altering things that cause anxiety. Okay, I do not want this list to only have the big overwhelming to do's that you've just been putting off for years because that's just too much to have on this list. We don't want it to just be that I want this list to be comprehensive. So it includes all of the little shit that bugs you, too. Right. All the little annoyances throughout your day, your week, whatever. And like I mentioned in previous podcast, these little negative interactions add up over time to create negative energy for you and we want to try to avoid that, right? So this is just one more step and one more thing you can do to try to eliminate a lot of that from your life. So now that you have this comprehensive list of anxiety causing or stress causing things written down, I want you to look at this list and break it up into three smaller lists. And the three smaller lists are going to be things you can outsource, things you can do at a set time, and the third one big challenges that will create major life changes and if you're doing this exercise while listening in hit pause and when you have finished organizing these three lists press play and we'll keep going so now that you have this list i want you to look at it with today's motto in mind doing one thing every day that scares you i want you to pick up these lists often and aim to make progress on a task that falls on one of these lists every day whether it be something you could outsource, you know, make sure you set that up. If it's something you can do at a set time, ensuring that you schedule that and stick to that time. You know, for me, it's like I have to schedule meditating or meal prepping or I don't do it. If it's a major life change, you know, maybe you start with journaling the outcome or reach out to a coach or therapist to discuss the issue. Or maybe you already know what you need to do and you just need to jump right in and have that tough conversation you've been avoiding. So I've given you a quick intro to these lists already just by giving you some examples, but let's jump into each one of these lists specifically so you have a better idea of what should be on these lists and what you can do to address them. So the first list is things you can outsource. Outsourcing tasks, especially reoccurring tasks, was a game changer for me, y'all. I mean, I did not realize how heavily of a burden certain tasks were weighing on me. And it wasn't until I decided to let them go that I realized how much more free time and how much more happiness I was bringing into my life. So as an example, Evan and I used to dread grocery shopping and getting our cars washed and cleaning the house. And even though these seem like really trivial tasks that I know we could easily do, right? We're perfectly able-bodied beings. There's no reason why we can't do these things. But factoring them into our schedules every week or month was exhausting. And I hated doing it. We both did. And so every time I had a moment of free time, I just thought about what I should be doing, right? Shoulding all over ourselves. And as a result, I was adding negative energy to my life and taking time away that I could be using to decompress or relax. So these trivial tasks end up doing more damage to our manifestation abilities than we realize because you're not only adding to the negativity with the shooting, but you're denying the positivity that you could have had in its place. It's double damage for all my gamers out there. So when I sat down and looked at this list, I made the decision to delegate a lot of majority of the tasks, really, to third parties. And at first, I was much younger. I was worried about the money aspect right? Because I look at all these things and I'm like, well, you know, that's only gonna take 20 minutes. This might only take an hour. This might take a couple hours at most or whatever, but you know what? I can go ahead and do it. There's no reason why I can't do these things. It's so easy to try to fall into that mindset of, oh, but I can do it. And it's really hard if you grew up with this thought process because I did. My dad was one of those people where you do everything yourself. You were, we were such DIYers for everything. If the air conditioner broke, he had a book out and he was reading into it and figuring out how to fix the damn thing. And this is before the days of YouTube. He was just pulling out whatever book he had or talking to some guy at work or whatever to try to figure out how to fix these dang things. So that's the mindset I come from is that you shouldn't pay to anyone to do something that you can do. So I had to really fight through that mindset as I was going through this exercise. And what helped me is realizing and not just knowing because I feel like we hear this all the time, but realizing and understanding and believing that time is your most valuable commodity and it is the one thing in this world that you can never get back. So you need to put a price on your cost per hour and decide whether or not it is actually less expensive for you to outsource. And again, this is going to be a struggle for you to believe in if you've grown up with a a very DIY hands-on family, but do not cut yourself short. And if you do not believe your time to be valuable, babe, come see me for coaching because you're so fucking worthy. And I want you to know that. And let's work on identifying those underlying beliefs and getting you to a place where you're owning how much your cost per hour is. So using the cleaning example for me, not only do I feel amazing walking into a clean house that I did not have to touch, but I also can't help but just feel grateful, appreciative and very abundant every time I do. The space feels amazing energetically and there isn't this nagging thought in the back of my mind about cleaning. And by the way, I'm extremely type A and cleaning for me is like a six hour process at the minimum. So whenever I outsource this task, I'm giving myself essentially an entire workday back then I have, I've gifted this time to myself to use in whatever way I see will be the most benefit for me. Whether I use it to relax, decompress, work on my business, you know, whatever. It is my choice to utilize that time as I see fit. And that is so fucking empowering, right? So think about all these little things that you're doing throughout your week. Maybe your list is similar to mine. Maybe it's cleaning and grocery shopping and meal prepping or whatever. Figure out how much time you actually spend not only on doing the activities, but the mental load that it's adding to you throughout the week. Yes, it might only take you an hour to go grocery shopping. But how many hours and how much time are you spending the whole week thinking about that thing? Like, oh, I really need to add this. Maybe I can go before this or after work or whatever. We often don't factor in that additional mental load from that task also. So outsourcing is not just a one hour time saving that you're doing. It is outsourcing minutes, if not hours of your valuable time to someone else. So think about some of those things and decide what in your life you could outsource. Maybe it is getting someone to help clean up around the house. Maybe it's going through the machine car wash instead of doing it yourself. Maybe it's ordering Blue Apron or Green Chef or whatever those things are and having majority of the food ready to go for you. Just find things that you can do to outsource to help relieve and give back some of the time to yourself. Let's jump into that second list. Things you will do at a set time. So once you've decided all the things you can outsource, take a look and see what is left on the second list. It may not be in alignment for you to outsource everything just yet, right? Depending on where you are in your journey, maybe you can do a couple things that you can outsource and then maybe you have to push everything else to the second list for now. That's more in alignment with the values and what you're trying to create today. Maybe that feels right for you. So then take whatever those things are on the second list and these might be things like balancing your checking account or paying your bills or working out, meditating, For me, it was fixing that damn door, that damn squeaky door. Anything that you can set a specific time to, to address. And you have to schedule this task because it's so easy to procrastinate if you don't. So put this to-do in your calendar and turn on your damn reminders. As an example, I have calendar reminders that go off almost every day, in all honesty, but the one that comes to mind is that I actually have a reminder that goes off a week before both my niece and nephew's birthdays. That way, I remember to order their gifts with enough time for them to be delivered. And not only do I create this calendar task in Reminder, but I also embed a link to the toys that they're most interested in so that I can easily open it up, purchase, and hit send. And I do this reminder one time, by the way, I set it up once and then I don't have to think about it again. And I do this because it's so easy to add one more thing to the mentally exhaustive list of things I need to do or things I should do, right? Scheduling a task so that it is no longer something to add to your mental load will relieve so much additional stress. I mean, I even do this for things like cleaning out my purse every month, backing up my computer, Cleansing my home, checking in with a friend once a week. You name it. You can probably schedule it in. Honestly, you can schedule just about everything. And I know this sounds robotic in a way. You're thinking like, wow, you're scheduling literally checking in with people. Yes. I mean, uh, for me, this helps me be a better person too, because I have thoughts all the time. And I don't know if you guys do this as well, but I'll sit there and be like, Oh, I really need to text so and so and see how she's doing after her mom's surgery, or I really need to text so and so and, and figure out what the latest is on their IVF journey. It's like these things you think about, right? The, the what you should be doing, but you're not actually taking that action. And so, if I can't do it in the moment, if you have a smartphone, ask Siri, Hey, remind me on, at this time on this day to reach out to so and so about this. I want to address these things with people. And sometimes it's like you just keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. It's adding to your mental load. And then six months down the road, you feel like an asshole for not having reached out to that person about whatever it was, right? So, when I say that you could schedule just about everything, Having the system of organization does make me feel like a better wife, daughter, partner, employee, etc. because it makes sure that the things that I know is most aligned with me and things that I know I really want to do, but maybe it's just in that moment, it's not appropriate or in that moment, it's difficult to step away and send the message that I'm wanting to send, that it will get done later down the road. And then I'm reducing the chance of forgetting about it or just never having done it. So once you've scheduled the task, Do not allow yourself to miss an appointment with yourself. And if you tuned into my dating yourself podcast, you will remember that sticking to the commitments you make to yourself is an act of self-love. It's important. So I'm going to say it again. Sticking to the commitments you make to yourself is an act of self-love. So set reminders, make sure it's not likely to be rescheduled, right? So maybe it's first thing in the morning or on the weekend And when the time comes to handle the task, do not think about it. Just do it. I think I mentioned Mel Robbins' five-second rule in another podcast. Count to five and then start before your brain begins to talk you out of it. Just get it done. And so for me, I had to do this. I've actually outsourced this at this point, but when I say outsourced it, I have given this task to Evan because it's just something that I don't enjoy doing. And for me, that is paying bills. And so I use this Mel Robbins technique, one, two, three, four, five, go. And I would just grab my laptop and I'd open everything up and I would just start paying bills. And what's funny is it's a task that only took me 10, 15 minutes tops, if even, right? I mean, sometimes it was way easier than that because back when I was paying bills still, I had very few credit cards anyway, but it was just like the act of getting at my laptop and then looking at it and getting everything done. And I would dread it for like the whole month until it was like the day before the bill was due or whatever. And then I would go in and I would, I would hit pay. And obviously that's not in alignment with what I'm wanting to do within my life. And so I've actually given that task to Evan for now. Don't get me wrong. I'm still very on top of finances and discussing them. But when it comes to bill paying as a, as a task, he actually likes doing that. I don't know why he's, he's a, you know, math major. He just, he enjoys balancing all that stuff. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? That is your thing. Have at it. It's kind of funny how sometimes even these things that we know aren't going to take us very long, like fixing that squeaky door that I had, takes two seconds to grab the WD-40, spray it in there, and it no longer squeaks. But it's just like, it'd been bothering me for months and I just never fixed it. So these are the kinds of things that are on this list that you just need to schedule and handle because they're annoying you, they're a nuisance, and you're thinking about them anyway. So why not just go handle it so you never have to think about it again? Unless it's recurring, in which case, schedule a specific time where you'll do that one thing every month. So in that way, it's not something that you're dreading or procrastinating. It's just something you do. It's just a part of what you do on the 14th or whatever. Let's jump into this last list. Big challenges that will create major life changes. Y'all, these are the really tough things. This list consists of things you know you need to do, but so far, you haven't made an effort to do any of them. And many times, this is a list of things you haven't even tried to accomplish, even though you think about it all the time. Or maybe it's been on your list for years. These are also the things that, if left unaddressed for a while, tend to cause chronic pain and inflammation. And this can lead to things like lower back pain, anxiety attacks, autoimmune disorders. And as a side note, I actually finished a book recently, John Sarnes, I think it's called Healing Back Pain. I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested in taking a look at it. And no, by the way, I was not paid to plug or link this. It's just on my mind because I recently finished it. And for me, this ended decades of lower back pain because I realized that my lower back pain was strongly attached to emotional issues that I'd suppressed and had never dealt with. And once I started dealing with those things, it's amazing how quickly my lower back pain started dissipating. So if that's an issue that you have, or if it's any sort of inflammatory issue, I'd go check out that book. It's like $7 on Amazon. So Let's get back on track. (laughs) Thanks for being with me. Maybe this list has things that you're afraid to do because you don't want to fail, right? Remember when we talked about perfectionism? Or maybe it's just something you don't want to do because you don't want to be vulnerable or maybe it's a much harder objective like this challenges your limiting beliefs or even your identity. And it could also be something as challenging as setting boundaries with a parent, divorcing a toxic partner, or leaving a job without a safety net. I mean, this list can feel very heavy when you look at it. As a result, I do not want you to plan to knock this list out in a week, a month, or even a year. I mean, unlike the other two lists, I feel like after you have started outsourcing and scheduling tasks, a lot of those are one-time things, right? Like the squeaky door situation I gave or the cleaning out of the drawer, or at least hopefully it's a one-time thing. So a lot of those tasks, I mean, those lists will start to get very lean very quickly. And then you have a small set of things that continue to annoy you, but maybe you've outsourced it or you found some sort of system that's working for you for those other two lists. This third list, it's not like these are tasks that can be checked off easily. And I wouldn't even call them tasks. I mean, these are like objectives, really. And they will take time for you to address appropriately. So I want to spend some time on this one and give you a few examples because I think it's important to help you realize that you need to sit back and gain clarity on how you want the situation resolved. So when you are looking at this list and you're addressing the how you want to tackle something, I always, 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 always recommend that you include a coach or a therapist or some third-party person in your thought process. Allow them to help you navigate what it is that you really want so that you can take appropriate steps to get through the situation appropriately. Because the last thing you want to do is get down the road handling a situation only to realize that the outcome that you're getting to is not at all what you want, right? Because maybe you never got clarity in the beginning, and so you took this on a whole other path that isn't in your best interest. For me, my list consisted of things like breaking up with a toxic friend, setting boundaries with a parent, sticking to a healthy lifestyle, I mean, et cetera. And what's so funny is I was actually writing the show notes for this podcast last night, and I was sitting here thinking about that and I was like, oh shit, I actually haven't done that that thing yet with the breaking up with a friend. And it's so funny because I've done work on all of the other things, but for whatever reason, breaking up with a toxic friend, I knew it was going to royally suck. This was a friend that I've known since I was four years old. I mean, she was in my wedding, we were roommates at one point, and we just had so much shared history. So when deciding how to move forward to address the situation... I thought about what the ideal outcome would look like for me, right? I sat down and I said, okay, well, I need clarity. What do I want from the situation? And in doing that, I realized that the only two outcomes that could mend the relationship were either addressing her toxic victim mindset, which I could not change. And it seemed like she had no interest in changing herself. Or I had to accept who she was, which I felt like I couldn't do because this meant that in order to accept who she was, I would have to compromise my, my values And at times, my boundaries. And so as a result, I'm looking at these two outcomes and I'm like, both of these ideal outcomes are highly improbable and unlikely to happen. And so at that point, I realized this is a toxic relationship that's no longer serving me and this really sucks, but I need to let it go. I need to let her go. And like many women, I mean, for most of my life, I've held this identity that I'm just someone that doesn't like confrontation. So addressing this breakup head on was a challenge. However, I think it's important in this day and age is to mention that you do not have to give the other person a response in a breakup. And this is not the same thing as ghosting. I'm not saying that you don't have to, to let them know that you're breaking up with them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you don't have to allow them to respond and or you don't have to engage in their reaction. As long as you are clear about what it is that you do or do not want with them, and you are setting a boundary, you are not ghosting. And I think it's so important to make that distinction, right? Because we're talking about doing things and staying true to yourself, also being kind, and kind is clear, right? As Brene Brown always says. And admittedly, I mean, I do not condone ghosting, but in my early 20s, I am ashamed to say that there were two people that I ghosted in my earlier days of dating. And it wasn't anything against them. It was just that I did not know how to have tough conversations or handle the emotions of one. And so I just avoided the conversations altogether. And that wasn't fair to them. And I've learned a lot of lessons from that. So in order to avoid ghosting, you need to give a clear goodbye and set a boundary, but you do not have to give an explanation. That's all you need to do in a situation like a breakup. So when I broke up with my friend, I simply stated, I'm no longer interested in continuing this relationship moving forward. I care and respect you. And I think this is in both of our best interests and I will no longer be responding to your communications. I was kind. I stated what I wanted. I was very clear and I set my boundaries. And now all I need to do is continue to enforce my boundaries. So if she does reach out, I don't engage in any reaction or response. I stay true to my boundary, which is I am no longer going to respond to communications. That was the last thing I was going to say, and I just need to stick to that. So obviously I've tried to tackle a lot of these things on my own big challenges list. However, I have not tackled everything just yet. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, some of these things will take years and I strongly recommend that you work with someone on the how of your issue, whether it be a coach or a therapist, for me, I've worked on the how with my therapist to gain clarity on my wants for my relationships with my parents. And it's funny because at first I came to her with a checklist and a plan and I was just like, all right, here's what I'm do: X, Y, Z. Here you go. Stamp it for approval. Give me a signature and I'm off to the races. <laughs> and It's so funny because instead, all I got was an unbiased neutral party looking at my plan and she just started poking holes in it. I had created a plan and a strategy to address this issue in my life, but it wasn't addressing the root of what I really wanted. And I would have spent so much time having tough conversations that wouldn't lead ultimately to where I wanted to be. And it's funny because I do clarity sessions with clients all the time. I help people get to this point of clarity and to to figure out what it is that they really want. But it can be so challenging for you to do this for yourself when you're so close to the situation, when there are emotions involved and when you're passionate about something and and it's something that is closely tied to your limiting beliefs that you're constantly trying to work on as well. And this is why I even say coaches need coaches and therapists need therapists, right? Because you need that neutral party to stop you and say, hey, this is a great plan, but I don't think it's actually going to get you what it is that you're trying to achieve. This is what you're saying. This is what I'm hearing from you. This is what your body language is telling me. And let's take a few step backs and address whether or not that initial idea that you had is true to what you really want and true to the outcome that you want to have. Or if it's what you are telling yourself you wanted, and therefore you created this entire strategic plan around something that will ultimately never get you to where you want to be. So when this happened with me, it's kind of funny. have this realization moment of like, oh, crap, you're totally right. I totally took this train down the left field. I just mixed like four metaphors together. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You get my metaphor. When my therapist and I sat down, I realized I was going in a totally different direction. And so we really drilled into my values and my wants for my relationship with my parents. And I realized that for me, I was always taught that family is everything. And you are blindly loyal to and prioritize your family above everyone else. And it probably doesn't surprise you to learn that my family does not have any boundaries. It's as a result, trust in our family is constantly broken. Expectations are not managed. Negative drama is always expected. And transparency is non-existent. I mean, this is essentially my family functions. And these rigid family beliefs that I was taught of blind loyalty do not align with my current life or my values of authenticity, trust, kindness, and and I can no longer just visit either parent for the holiday or for major life events or whatever just because that is what family does. Because to me, that's not authentic. And by the way, this has been an extremely painful realization because I have a set of conflicting beliefs that have caused a lot of anxiety for me as a result of the contrast. Because on the one hand, I have this limiting belief that I need to put my own needs aside in order to appease the family. But on the other hand, I'm rebuilding my belief system that is centered around my core values. And those values are authenticity, trust, and kindness. And so I cannot be both true to my values and appease my family. I cannot do both at the same time. And so it's a tough realization to know that if I am authentic and true to myself, which is where I need to be to manifest, then I won't do things that cause me emotional stress and unhappiness, like visiting either of my parents or indulging in their negative habits. And before I began the self-work, the visits with both my parents unfortunately reinforced my resentment and my apathy towards them. And this felt horrible. It never feels good to have that kind of emotion bubbling up in you, especially when you're on this life journey, you're doing this personal and professional development work, you're trying to do all the right things. And then you have this moment of just pure negativity and you're just like, this does not feel good. This feels so the opposite of what I'm trying to create for my life. I want to get to a point where these relationships do not strain me in the same way so that I can enjoy my visits. But before I get there, I need to focus on continuously getting clarity, setting boundaries, and reinforcing them so that we can build our trust. And I will also have to do a lot of internal work to heal my pain and to be able to offer them forgiveness before we can have a strong relationship. But before those things happen, I'm just going to have to stay true to my boundaries and accept that their reaction is going to be negative and probably very ugly. And so I am reaching a point in my maturity as an adult where I'm realizing that it is okay that you have a negative response to that and your negative response is not my problem. It is a tough place to be in. And I share these vulnerable stories with you so that you can see that things on this list will take the most work from you but it is the most rewarding to accomplish. And I know that sounds like a cliche. I mean, we hear it all the fucking time, but it's so, 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 so true. And I strongly recommend that you have someone that can constantly check in with you, make sure that you're clear on what it is that you want and help guide you and help you get these things off of your list because it's so much more helpful when you have someone else that's able to weigh in and make sure and constantly reaffirm that you are your number one priority. If I've learned anything from therapy, that's what my lesson has been, is that I am my number one priority because I'm not serving anyone else the best until I am serving myself 100%. right? It's kind of like that cup analogy where my cup has to be full before I can pour someone else's or whatever that is. You get it. <laughs> so this really big list of challenges that you need to tackle, it impacts your health, your identity, and ultimately your ability to manifest And that is why it is so critical to address these things, even though they suck. And even though it's going to be like stepping into the ring of fire and you're going to feel vulnerable and at times you're going to really hate it. It, It's one of those things if you've ever done something that you've been dreading doing and you just ripped the bandaid off and did it. And in the moment you're having all these negative physical reactions. And then immediately when you're done, you feel this gush of release and you just feel 10 times lighter. It's like your soul is just like flying or something. That's what this list feels like when you begin to tackle the things on this list. As an example, when I broke up with that friend, it was something that I knew I'd needed to do for a long time and I didn't want to do it, right? A lot of these things we don't want to do, but I knew it needed to be done for my personal health and for my self-love and self-care. And so hitting send on that on that message was difficult, but for me, it was what I knew I needed to do. In order to have some closure for both of us, right? Because she deserves closure too. It's not just a one-sided thing. I genuinely care about her and want her to do well. I just realized that neither one of us are our best selves when we have a relationship with one another. And so I needed to set her on her way. And I think that friends come into our lives to serve all kinds of purposes. And I think the purpose that she and I had to each other was to help each other grow as children and, and into young adults. And I think that our journey with each other has ended. And I think it's appropriate to acknowledge that and then to let it go. And it sucked doing it in the moment. But then afterward, I felt that rush of relief. And I think relief is one of those feelings where it is such a positive surge of energy. And we don't feel it often enough because we often don't step into the fire with these overwhelming challenges enough. So allow yourself the opportunity to shed the remaining emotional baggage that is holding you back. What are the big things that you have allowed to fester and cause you anxiety for years or decades or whatever? What do you need to accomplish to get to a place where this no longer causes a negative reaction in you? Start there. Start there and journal on it. And I can't say that last part enough. Journal, 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 journal. Actually, that's a really hard word to keep saying over and over again. It's <laughs> a um, y'all, I hated journaling for a while. Actually, let me rephrase that. I didn't hate journaling. I hated the idea of journaling. I'd never actually done it. I just had this thing that I would say, like, oh, I just don't like journaling. And it's funny because the people were like, oh, well, did you, you know why don't you like it? And I was like, embarrassed to admit that I'd never even actually tried it. But I resisted it for so long. And finally, I gave into it and I was like, okay, I was at a really low point in my mid twenties, right? I'd gotten out of a toxic relationship and I knew I needed to sit down and journal to get through that. And ever since I started journaling, my biggest life breakthroughs have come through journaling and therapy, but like mostly journaling, right? And even my therapist and my coach and everyone else, they constantly ask me to journal. And at first I was like, why does everyone keep telling me to do this? And it's funny because the universe tends to work like that, right? They're like, well, if you're not getting up my message, I'm going to beat you over the head with it until you just start fucking doing it. And so for me, that was journaling. And now I make it a priority. To be honest, I still have to put it on my to schedule list, right? So I will schedule in my journaling because otherwise I'll find other things to do. Even though I know it's a priority, it's just one of those things that once I'm in the moment and doing it, I love it, but just getting started is hard, right? I, I do the same thing with yoga and meditation, and it's something I'm working on. But scheduling it has, you know, I'm walking the talk here. It has done amazing things to help me keep these things on track. So now that we've talked about outsourcing, scheduling, and tackling the stressors on all three of these lists, let's talk about something more fun. Doing one thing every day that you love because we've talked already about doing one thing every day that scares you, right? Tackling one thing from one of those three lists that scares you, getting it done so you don't have to think about it again. Let's talk about doing one thing every day that you love, because we need to fill our days and the extra time that we've created from not shooting all over ourselves with things that bring us joy and increase our positive frequency. So grab that pen and paper again Maybe flip it over if you've already filled that one up and write down the things that you love to do. And this can be all kinds of things on the scale of what you love to do, right? For me, this was things like visiting my local coffee shop every morning, taking my dog for a walk, working out, taking the motorcycle out, reading, taking a bath, going to for a spa day. I mean, whatever, Right. Even just looking at this list should bring you joy because it's a reminder of all the things you love to do and all the things you're grateful for. You can also call this list a things that bring me joy list, right? If you're a big Marie Kondo fan, I swear she's going to think I'm like one of her biggest fandoms if she ever listens to my podcast. I think I've mentioned her on like three podcasts already. So once you have this list, choose at least one thing every day that you're going to do that will bring you joy. And as you're doing the task, focus on being present, enjoying the gift you're giving yourself, And embody the gratitude you have for being able to do this thing. We need to ensure that we're backfilling the time we've given ourselves with positivity. And if you do these things, you will be well on your way to manifesting your best motherfucking life. So I'm so excited for you guys. If you're listening in and you didn't have a chance to do these exercises in real time, don't put it off. Give yourself the self-love and the self-care and make sure you get this done this week. You know what? I'm going to say today. Get this done today. Schedule it. And get it done. Once you have written out your lists, please share some of these things that you're going to tackle with me on IG. Either tag me in a photo of your list or comment on this podcast post on IG so that I can see what you're up to. I want to see your progress as you're making it. I had so many people tag me in posts about their decluttering their closets and their wallets and their purses. I love it. Keep it coming. I want to see that you guys are walking the talk and implementing things. And I want to help hold you accountable. Thank y'all so much for tuning in with me today. And if you haven't already, I would love, love, love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That way you are dinged every time a new episode is released. And it will also help me get in front of other badass women that could use these messages and helping them in their healing and personal development journeys. And to everyone that has subscribed, rated, and reviewed so far, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I am blown away with how many listeners we've had only having been live for about three weeks now. We've already had over 400 listeners tuning in. And that is phenomenal considering I just thought like clients, friends, mom, grandma, (laughs) the ones listening in. But to all my friends that are in India and Belgium and Ireland and the UK, Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I see you guys. I see your numbers increasing over there. And whoever is sharing my shit, like, thank you. You are awesome. I'm experiencing an unexpected growth in those areas. (laughs) Have a fabulous rest of your week. And I look forward to bringing you more next Monday. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at themodernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me and I will catch y'all in the next episode.